0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 20, responding to investigative findings. There's nothing like an internal whistleblower report about a compliance violation the finding of an issue, or worse, a subpoena from the Department of Justice or a notice letter from the SEC to trigger the Board of Directors and Senior Management attention to the compliance function and the company's compliance program. Such an event can trigger much gnashing of teeth and expressions of outrage followed by proclamations, quote, We are an ethical company, end quote. However, it may be time for a serious reality check. You may find yourself in a position that you will have to have some very frank discussions about what to expect in terms of costs and time outlays. While much of these discussions will focus on the investigative process and those costs, these discussions will allow you to initiate the talk about the remediation process going forward and to begin to explain why money must be budgeted for the remediation process. One of the things rarely considered is how the investigation triggers the remediation process and what is the relationship between the two. When issues arise warranting an investigation that would rise to the level of the Board of Directors, potentially require disclosure to the government, there's usually a flurry of activity and attention. Everyone wants to know what is going on. In an interview with Russ Berlin, he noted that for a short moment in time, you have everyone's full attention, yet it can still be a tricky place because you get your 15 minutes to get everyone's full attention, and from then on you're fighting with everybody else for their attention, like the normal things in business life. You need to explain the cost to the board and senior management. You need to be upfront and candid and firmly stating, to get to this place, this is what it's going to cost. Moreover, you need to be able to show how some companies paid very large amounts, not just in the eventual fine and penalty, but in other costs, such as shareholder lawsuits, claims, and other post-resolution costs. We want to show how the people have lost money by having to write a very big check because they didn't take these allegations seriously. They actually saved money because they didn't have to write a big check because they took these allegations seriously. The bottom line is that your ROI is going to be very high if you put these resources into remediation and do it well. This is easier with the information provided by the Department of Justice in the FCPA and Corporate Enforcement Policy and other releases as they have demonstrated how much discount a company can receive below the minimum range of the U.S. sentencing guidelines for its remediation. One of the difficult parts is that an investigation is often done in a way in which the investigators want to maintain as tight a control over information and privilege as they possibly can. Remediation requires output from the investigation to understand where the risk points and gaps are, both in the compliance program and internal controls. There is tension there, and it needs to be structured in a way that information can be shared with those who are designing the remediation without fear of compromising the investigation. There are both directs and, even more importantly, indirect costs. The biggest cost to a company during an investigation is the diversion of management resources. Everything stops to focus on the investigation. This indirect cost comes largely through the time commitment of senior management because if senior management has to commit 20% of their time to the investigation, that is 20% that is not going towards revenue-generating shareholder value-protecting activities. How, are, yeah, how can you communicate this point to someone who is not going through a full-blown investigation coupled with a federal investigation by the DOJ, FBI, or SEC. Understanding that the all-encompassing nature of such an event is difficult to articulate, you can use some past experiences of other companies. You can explain the upside of compliance and do that in a manner that juxtaposes the cost. If you have clear policies and people know what to do, think how much easier your life would be. Instead of having to make calls and figure out what to do every single time, you have a clear plan of action dictated by a policy. Recruiting is another consideration. Where do new hires, especially recent college graduates, get their information about your company? They get it from the Internet. If your company has been in trouble for bribery, what is one of the first things they see when they Google your company's name? At the top of their search results will be a news article about the wrongdoings or penalties. How, now, how likely is it a recent grad will take their first job with a company that is known to pay bribes? Yet even more important than these types of points are your own employees in your organization. It is important to make, make it personal at the highest level of the organization and make it as personal to your audience as possible. How would you feel like working for a company that has been involved in bribery and corruption? Obviously, the investigation will be critical for you to help understand what remediation your compliance will need going forward. Somebody found a way to get around your system. Maybe they colluded to overcome the internal controls. Maybe there was a group that wasn't well-trained, didn't understand, or there was a group that was extremely well-trained and decided to do it anyway. But somehow there are issues in your overall system of the executive tone, governance, compliance program, and internal controls all at a meta level that failed. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a serious FCPA or compliance allegation gets the attention of the board and senior management. Number two, be aware of how your investigation can impact and even inform your remediation. And three, be prepared to deal with the dreaded where else question. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement which occurred in 2020 and will help inform your compliance program going forward into 2021 and indeed beyond.